All right, Megan, we're episode seven of Keeping It Real. Uh, we have an unbelievable guest that we're going to be talking to on this hour, Kevin Leary from uh, VPNE Parking Solutions and the Aloha Solution Company. Yep, it's going to be a good show. So once again, you know, your virtual Rolodex, you keep pulling out these guests. It's, it's a true testament of who you roll with. And obviously, you know, who your circle of friends are, not only from a professional standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint. Thank you. I appreciate that, All right, that, Matt. so let's go. Starting with a compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to start with a compliment and hopefully end Yeah, with it's a only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm Matt Gregory with Sable Adjusters. And I'm Megan Calabrese with Fox Rock Properties. All right, Megan. So let's bring in Kevin Larry, owner and president of VPN Parking Solutions. Aloha Solution Company. Kevin, how are you, pal? Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Hello. Absolutely. So, Megan, as you can see by our sneakers, me and Kevin already, you know, got off on the right foot. That's right. We're both rocking the uh, the 80 style suede Pumas. Puma suede for all of our listeners, since we're not on the TV yep. yet. <laughs> Absolutely. And you didn't get the memo to rock yours. I did not. No. We'll have to coordinate better next time. All right. So, Kevin, grew up South Shore. You were in Cohasset. You moved. You're with your family in Situate, so they call that. What do they call that? The Psycho. Really? Situate Cohasset. When they merge, it's yep. called Psycho, oh. and you don't even need to do a fact, fact checked on that one, Dave, because we do play them in sports all up and down okay. Route Three. So when they merge, they're called Psycho. Interesting. <laughs> you went to Villanova, graduated. Walk us through how VPNE came to life, and then we'll start slicing and dicing all the other things that you have under your arm. Your, your belt. Sure. So when I was at Villanova, my dad told me that he told, my dad was an investment banker for 25 years, uh, primarily with Merrill Lynch. And he it just, he used to tell me how it was the greatest job in the world. And he said, unfortunately, a lot of his friends have fallen out of love with it. And it's just really, really brutal when you're not, because it's just such hard work that when you're not into it, it's really tough. And he got to the point where he wasn't into it, so he just walked out one day. With, and that's just the way my dad used to roll. Like, no plan, just like, you know what, this isn't working anymore. So he started researching a few companies to start, and he ended up buying a valet parking franchise that went under six months after he bought it. So he had a valet parking franchise with zero clients and one employee himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Villanova, and then I'm saying to myself, Dad, listen, I'm really counting on your income. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need this successful yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. inherit this. Listen, I grew up in Cohasset. I'm expecting <laughs> right. things to only get better here. You like, got what's that the, right, what's man. What's the plan? <laughs> and when I got out of school, he asked me if I could help him for a couple weeks because he was, uh, you know, like at that point, he had a little bit going on. And I said, sure. I really wasn't looking to work. I wasn't thinking about doing anything mature. And he had you already parking cars. He had, yeah, so he, gra- <laughs> he grabbed me and I uh, started parking cars for him. Right. Insurance policy probably increased. Yep. <laughs> Things yeah. and dents. Probably kept me off the books. <laughs> right. so there wasn't any paper right. trail. Yeah. yeah, right on. So that's how it all started. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then did, you, then did you and your dad or did you now then take it to the next level once you started cutting your teeth with, you know, with coming in under your under your dad? No, it was really... It was so. It was, it was my dad's thing, and I was just working for him. And I really, I, I, you know, I was just, I was going through the motions. I was parking cars. I was helping. Him, I was doing whatever he asked. But I wasn't thinking long term by any means. You know, long term was what's for lunch today. Right. Sure. And 
my dad was the kind of guy that was just such a big picture guy that he was out growing the business, selling the business. And, you know, frankly, you know, selling, like, we ended up working for Leahy Clinic in Burlington, which is, you know, a, an incredible client we still work for today. Okay. And we started working at Brigham and Women's Hospital, which was one of the most complex parking operations there is. And so he convinced the the powers that be at both places that we could do the job. And then he looked at me and said, figure out how to do the job. Right. <laughs> Let's go hire some people. Yeah, fake yeah. it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go reach out to your buddies that need jobs yeah. and tell them it's cool and we're going yeah. to figure this out as we go. Yeah, every kid from Cohasset that didn't have a career path was working with us. It was great. That's great. Um, and so that that was still just all valet? Uh, yes. So when did you start breaking into more of the parking garages so, and... So at Brigham and Women's, they had us running the garages. Okay. And, okay. And, but it was really, it was really, you know, we really didn't know what we were doing. We were learning with them. Our clients, they were fabulous. They were teaching us. Sure. And, it, you know, we were making progress. They had, they'd been in a bad place before with their previous operators. So we were, you know, we were 100% committed and really into it. And that was so refreshing sure. for them because they were, they were in a bad spot. So we learned how to manage garages. And John Hines, uh, who had, just built the State Street Financial yep. Center, was a friend of my dad's and mine. And I said to him, I said, hey, John, um, you know, I understand that you're in a little bit of a pickle with, he was kind of like, he had made a decision on who to operate his garage and, and it, it was something flared up. It wasn't going well. Sure. And I said, hey, I've heard that that's not going tremendously well. I said, you know, we, we run garages at hospitals, so we could help if that made sense. And he's like, oh, geez, I didn't know you ran garages. I said, listen, we don't run anything downtown, <laughs> but we do. And he was like, oh, great. He's like, come see me tomorrow. And so wow. that was our first garage client. And, he, you know, he and his team were sure. so wonderful, worked with us, helped us get better, and here we are. Wow. So it's, it's kind of like Billy Butts, right? When we had Billy Butts on here with the snow removal, you know, and the landscaping, yeah. all that, there's a lot of logistics that come into play. Like, you know, when he told us, like, when the snow comes, you got to make sure that you're, you're pushing the snow away so then the entrances are all clean. Is there a science that you had to learn? Like it wasn't just making sure that you you didn't just park the car in between the lines and see how many you could stack. Like when you're dealing with hospitals and different other companies, is is there a thought process that you need to do? Like, is it the first two levels are for these people? I mean, what are you doing not to not to upset? your client. So what goes into that from a logistical solution standpoint? Because when I think of that, I think of guys in the middle of the summer running out to the car, grabbing the keys, like yep. almost like a touchdown yep. pass, bringing the key around. Sure. Okay, ma'am. And then they're waiting, you know, to get duped. Yes. Or, or everywhere else. And then you see the guys at the hospitals that they're like, you know, they offer that valet, but I'm, I'm just curious on the behind the scenes from a logistical standpoint, the solutions where there's added valve and what you need to do to keep your clients happy. So great question. Very complex question. Yes. So Yeah. I didn't even know if it was a question yeah. at one point. No, right. I started almost getting tangled in the weeds. And I saw his head yeah. going no, like this. No, and Dave was, was like, everyone was just cracking windows. But I'm just curious yeah, more. Yeah, no. Because no. that's what I see. When I see yeah. ballet, I think throw the car and hopefully the kid didn't steal the money in the right. ashtray. Okay, right. so... Lots of lots of answers here. So okay. what, what we what was great about when we got into the parking business, I had zero experience. My dad had zero experience. So we had no bad habits. We also had no good habits. Right. It's a baseline. So, yes. So, yeah. so what I did was I hired people that, you know, we, my dad and I hired people that had experience in the parking business. And so logically, like they taught us a lot, but mm-hmm. we also saw some things that we, like, that I just thought was insane. So for example, 
people like, oh, yeah, we leave the keys in the cars and leave the windows down. And I would say to him, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, like <laughs> yeah. do you leave your keys in your car? I said, then go put your wallet in that car. Yeah. You know? and 1,000%. Like, oh. Everything so, goes missing yeah. when the keys are and in so the like, And you know, so, like, things like that. Like, I'm, I'm pretty anal about some stuff like that. So we, yep. you know, so we said, hey, listen, here's the way we're going to do that. So there's, there's a lot of little things that require process that we have to do properly every day so that we don't, you know, so if you come out of a hospital, you come out of an office meeting, you want to have your car delivered to you intact with all the contents and the keys. Yep. So that's our nightmare. A nightmare is losing keys, yep. crashing cars, sure. or stuff missing. So, so what, we, what we do, to, it's kind of like the second part of the answer. The, you know, the most important thing what we learned was is really sitting with our clients and saying, hey, what's important to you? Because everyone's different. Every project is different. So like a parking garage it is its own market is what I've been taught by the guys in my team who are frankly the best in the business now. We, we get really lucky and hired uh, one, one gentleman who then brought his colleagues from another company and they're incredible. So what they explained to us, and I'm still learning, every single asset is its own market and frankly needs to be approached differently depending on the circumstances around it. But we have to understand what the client really wants to see happen. And then what we do is sure. we try to make sure that we've got the right management team to support that client, that the client's going to enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to execute the operations plan, which is important. But understanding the clients, you know, how they're looking at things. And we, we need to protect the client's brand and then deliver operationally and financially. But if we don't understand what's important right. to the client, we can spin our wheels and get thrown out. No pun. Yeah. yeah. So it's... It's, yeah. it's really, it's a lot of just, you know, really building block relationship stuff, just making sure that we're always in touch and yeah. we understand because things change with the client and it's our job to make sure we know when things change. Find out what they need and give we, it to them. Yeah. We can't expect them yeah. to keep us updated. Yep. They've got a thousand other things going on. Right. So 2,500 employees, where, where's your target market? Is it from Boston down to Florida or all over the country? Where are you, um, where's VPNE? Well, so we're you know we're largely in Greater Boston and New England, mm -hmm. which is great, and we've been we've been growing the last four years, I think, down in Florida, which has been fabulous. And the reason why we're you know we love the idea of working in Florida, but what we've learned is we don't go anywhere unless we've got a great market leader, and we can really deliver down there. Because we're not going to go bang on doors in Florida and try to just get people to buy our story from Boston, because no one wants that. No. So we we're only growing where it really makes sense sure. when we have a wonderful leader. And where we have clients, you know, like we have clients, we work for State Street. They're some of the smartest and coolest people we've ever worked for. So we run one project for them in California and one project for them in St. Louis. Okay. And so, but that's because. Client so, specific. Yeah. yeah so we right. would only grow with a, with a great client that says, hey, I've got a project. I, I would like you guys to look at it for us. Mm-hmm. And or if we have a wonderful leader, if someone comes to us and says, you know, we realize that this person's super and that they could really, you know, grow a market for us. So that's what happened in Florida. That's great. Um, the parking industry was in flux this year, like in many other industries. Mm -hmm. um, but I think not as much as people would think, right? Talk to us about 2020 and what happened there. Um, you know, COVID-related, you know, the, the Boston's a ghost town. But on the flip side, you're not going on the train, <laughs> unless you really you get germs anyway and now covid hits and nobody's taking the train so maybe there was you know maybe an in a in, like the there was a spike there on the you know if the occupancy in the buildings are down you know you guys may have seen uh you know an increase in parking but talk us through a little bit about 2020 comes march hits and you know the world kind of takes a pause there yeah well it it um 
it happened very fast. And, you know, we were just really close to our clients and, you know, hotels, a lot of hotels just closed their doors. The hotels that stayed open almost exclusively were the ones with residential components because the residents still need to be, they still need parking assistance. So those stayed open. Our commercial office buildings in in April were at, you know, I think like 2% volume. And, you know, the garages were, were, you know, we were having trouble getting friends monthly passes in garages sure. in January because it was so busy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that all, you know, that all that all went, you know, to almost to zero really quickly overnight. Mm-hmm. So we had to lay off a lot of people, unfortunately, just because there was no operations uh, to keep them employed. Right. And then things slowly but surely got better. And then what we learned was... Offices now are, let's say, anywhere from five to ten percent occupied, but the parking operations are twenty to thirty-five percent of volume. That is so true. So the drive-in percentage right. is much higher. We think that's going to continue for the near, you know, for the sure. near future, maybe ongoing. And as we were discussing before everything got started today, it's a new world as far as expectations on flexibility for the you know how the workplace is going to operate. So again, our job is to really understand each of our clients' tenant base and how we can help them moving forward. Because you know it's silly for us to assume we're going to know what they want. So we right. just you know we just we just ask. They tell us. We you know we try to get as smart as we can, and we try to make sure that we've got parking products and options that make sense for the customer base of each of our clients yeah. that owns a garage. Yeah. You know, Megan, it's true because, and Kevin, there's so many layers to who gets affected in COVID. You know, when you when you you read in the newspaper, the first thing you see is restaurants, and then it and then it trickles down from there. But you know, like you said, with the parking garages and all that, if people aren't going into work and they're working from home, you know, there's another layer that no one ever thought about. You know, um, did any of the towers that you guys work on completely shut down? That's what I was. That's Sorry. Was, no, no, it's fine. Perfect. Because we thought about it. We have one with you guys yeah. in Chinatown. We thought about it, but it was it would probably turn into a homeless encampment. So we. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it would be San we Francisco uh, East. Well, yeah. and as so, I don't think anyone actually okay. did. I don't think anything shut down completely. However, if you know, my memory of this is it was originally going to be two weeks. Right. So no, like no right. one really. Yeah saw where this was going so i think everyone was cautiously optimistic trying to keep operating you know in the garages if you know if you own an office tower and you've got tenants you need to keep the garage operating because they may want to come into work so that that optimistic view kept us busy which was great and frankly the assets still need to be managed so you know we had valets in almost every garage in boston to make sure that we could maximize occupancy Mm -hmm. All those guys got smoked, unfortunately, as soon as this happened. Sure. Everyone realized it's going to be a while before we're going to be at capacity again. Right. Yep. So the managers had to, you know, the managers were still busy, still needed to report, still needed to manage the assets. Yeah. So we what, kept busy. It was just different. Yeah. What about COVID protocol? What about getting it? Did you have to implement any new changes like bringing <laughs> sanitation wipes, do the steering wheel, do this? Do you have a fog, you know, defogger? What did you have to bring to the table? Because number one, if I'm driving into Boston and I'm using your service and I don't know where Freddie or Bobby have been, but they're going to be in my car. Back in the day when you sneezed, Everyone said, God bless you. Yeah. When you sneeze now, everyone's yelling COVID. Right. Okay. And even my kids are doing it. It's like, I'm like, Hachu, hey, dad, you got COVID? It's like, yeah, thanks. I just had pepper flakes <laughs> yeah. go up in my nose. But don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And your remote's over there. <laughs> but what did you guys have to do then to, to make sure that anxiety stays at sea level and they're not looking saying, okay, I don't know where you've been. And are your hands washed? 
we were learning as everyone else was learning, but we because <laughs> yep. we're driving people's cars, we had to be really forward thinking and you know, we're reading everything, we're talking to everyone, sure. we're listening. We also work at a lot of hospitals that were, you know, main COVID hospitals. So our our valets and we stayed now busy. So our valets, we were still valeting cars at a lot of different locations. So we went, you know, and again, each client had a different view because everyone was trying to figure this out. So we were at some places, we were wrapping steering wheels. We had seat covers. We were spraying down everything. We were spraying keys. We were spraying the paper, uh, you know, li- like literally doing everything we could think of. And, and, you know, we had hand sanitizer everywhere. We had masks for all. So we had all the PP, uh, P for our guys. And it was, you know, it was, it was wild. It was day by day. We're talking, sure. sharing, talking, sharing. And, you know, as, as the whole world kind of figured this thing out, as the science, you know, would give us feedback as to how it was actually transmitting, it allowed us to, you know, smarten up as we got, as we went forward. We're really proud that not one of our valets at any of the hospitals or our folks that work inside the hospitals ever got sick at work. And so what's really encouraging is the doctors and the professionals, the medical professionals we talk to, you know, they explain to us, they say, look, we, we're working with COVID patients every day. We keep our mask on right. and we wash our hands. And there's zero chance of us getting this if we do that successfully. It's that simple. That's what my cardiologist yeah. said to me. So we went down to Marco Island for Thanksgiving, me and the family. And I went to my cardiologist and I said, all right, look, am I, am I out of my mind? thinking about getting on a plane right now with me being high risk. And he, go, and he said the same thing. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and keep your hands away from your face. You'll be fine. Yep. Now, I got tested on the way back. I did all that, you know, the ch- check the boxes and all that. But exactly, when you talk to those, those you know, the, the first responders or the, yep. you know, the frontline people, the essential, like the docs and all that, that's actually the first three things that they always say. Sure. It's the people that think that COVID doesn't exist and not, I'm anti-mask, all these nitwits on TV and all that. It's like, right. it's like really? Like, like it, you know, just because COVID doesn't come out after nine o'clock because we're in a right. lockdown after nine. <laughs> COVID's real. Yeah. So isn't Santa Claus, whether you like it or not. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, where the, the effing mask? Yep. Yeah. And wash your hands. If anything, it's going to teach us to wash our hands. Yes. Right? We're yes. going to go back to when our parents used to beat us it's up like and say. Toddler education. It's, like, it's wash your hands. It's yeah. adult daycare now. <laughs> this is how you wash your hands for 30 seconds and you won't get germs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, th- so, no, that's great. So now, you know, did you have to, So we had Eric Daigle from East Bay Grill, um, one of the general managers down there. And one thing that he was stubbing his toe with is motivating his staff to come back, mm-hmm. telling them that it's going to be okay. We're going to have all this. COVID hits, you got to lay off, but whatever it is. How was your staff when you said, guys, we still got to keep the lights on. We got to service our clients. Were you shocked at some of your lieutenants and people that have been with you for a long time that they were like, eh, I don't know just yet, Kev. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and all that. Or were they like... Whatever you got, whatever we need to do, let's do it for VPNE. I, I was so we're very lucky because we work for incredible people, and yep. our teams are really an extension of the clients' teams. Mm-hmm. So our folks become so close with their client, and you know it's it's really it's it's pretty much, it's almost like a family atmosphere where people get so close, we're so intertwined. I was so blown away with the with the attitude and the heroics of our folks Beautiful. because you know we're <clears throat> we're 
you know, we're not necessarily considered essential. However, I think we are essential. Like we're dealing with patients before they get into the hospital, sure. before they have masks on. So like we were, we were so far yep. in front of, you know, these things at hospitals. I was so proud of our folks and they were, you know, a few of them were, were, were rightfully scared, but for the most part, yeah. uh, like our human resources team is, is frankly the key to our success. And they were so far out in front, educating us, educating everyone all the time, being available. That was the key because, you know, there's so much misinformation where people would get scared. But a lot of times we, you know, we would say, hey, look, here's what we're being told. Here's, you know, what doctors are saying that are inside. So we think this is the way to go. This is the way we're going. Our leaders at the hospital were there every day. So when people, when the valets or the cashier team would see the managers who were working inside and outside of the hospital, because we do a lot of stuff inside also, they would, you know, I think that they were encouraged and motivated and, you know, and, and certainly, um, you know, you know, tra- you know, taking the, that example and carrying that on. So I, I've, I've never been prouder. I mean, it's, it was, you know, it, it almost brings me to tears because these are folks who, and the, and the hospital clients tell us this all the time, and, and that's why I think our folks feel so so committed to them is because they you know they really welcome us and tell us so frequently how important we are to them sure their business and their patients yeah and so you know 99 percent of our folks never considered not coming in that's good and especially in the in the hospital atmosphere you know those people are coming off a 10 12 hour shift they've seen things that none of us can even fathom and to have somebody have their car ready or they see that same friendly face every day how you doing have a good night i'm sure that becomes like repetition for them and, and almost like a, a you know a, a positive coming out of that so and a breath of fresh air too, yeah like, yeah know, i mean like you said i mean there's there's going to be a little bit of some ptsd coming out of this sure. with those people i mean i see you know i watch the good doctor on you yeah. know monday at 10 <laughs> o'clock and i'm watching actors playing these people and you know a lot of the shows are doing like the whole covid thing especially if it's you know hospital related but i can only imagine and i got friends that are nurses in the er in 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 the icu and all that and when they speak i listen and when they told me it's real i was like yeah i'm all in so so let's cruise down the road so you know 1990 obviously vpn solutions now we're into 2010 and now we start a company called aloha solutions now i'm thinking aloha i'm thinking that you got a crush on hawaii or how did how did Aloha Solutions happen, and does it have any correlation with with one of my favorite places to vacation, Hawaii? How much time do we have? <laughs> well, it depends. You know, <laughs> Megan has the attention span, of, you know, of a flea, so she, we may lose her. But you know, since we're rocking the same gear right now, you know, yeah. and um, I have all day. But no, it, it, high level. Okay, so we. Got involved in a company in Hawaii just by chance. A a friend of mine that lives in Boston, his family visited from Hawaii. Turns out they are big developers in Honolulu. They happened to see one of our parking operations at Dana Farber, and they were they you know he was he was very impressed with how it went. Dana Farber built this beautiful building, so we look really good there. Like we can be working harder at other places and look bad because it's just not designed for success. This this operation is just really well designed. So he, he said, hey, I would love to talk to, you know, you know, hey, that's my friend. I would love to speak to him. So I went out to Hawaii and looked at some of the operations. He introduced me to the local operators out there. As soon as I met these two, these three people, actually, that ran this company, they were awesome. And, and we shortly, uh, we invested in their company in Hawaii. So we were minority owners in a parking operation in Honolulu, which was tremendously 
fun and rewarding from a business perspective because we grinded on. They they were a younger company size wise than we, so we helped them. It cruised through the the you know the challenges that we knew that they were facing at the time. So we were out. We were, we were able to help and also really enjoy them personally. And I was out in Hawaii three four times a year, working my not ass the off. worst place to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, when you say working your ass Easy off, sell. You, yeah, yeah. You, if you yeah. said twelve hour days in Maui, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, can I do fourteen? And you yeah. wouldn't be mad, right? No. Because three hours of it is probably in the ocean. You know, and yeah. then, I mean that place. I told my dad this. So my dad had a place uh, in Maui on Black Rock. Where every night they would jump off the thing, do a triple indie with the things, and they would light all the tiki lights. And I said, "Look at that! It, number one, hamburg cheeseburgers out there at twenty bucks. So I, I'm I can't live out here off my income. But if it was three hours away and I could get on a plane, I'd be there oh, full sure. time. It's my favorite place in the world. It's paradise. It's, what, what's your favorite island? Not that so, we're going into rapid fire questions right. right now, but well, so." My friends all lived in Honolulu, yep. so it was a Honolulu-based company. So I'm I'm very very in love with the island of Oahu and yep. Honolulu. It's just it's incredible. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Have you ever been? No, my parents have been. But is it a bucket list item? I think so. Yeah. Just when the kids um, get older, or just for you and Mike the, to go. The flight. My brother is in California. Just moved to Denver, but I think if you could do it with a trip where you you pop in there and then you you continue on to Hawaii, it's so much easier than it is in your head. Trust me. Yeah. You, like everyone that goes just yeah. says, "I wish I did this 15 years ago." Sure. It's it's so worth it. Okay. We yeah, did. No, it's on the we list. Did, we did San Fran. Yeah. And Jay, and then went to. We and it happened to be when the Sox were out there. Nice. So we caught Manny Ramirez out there with his glove under his armpit, but yet the pitch is throwing seeds. It's like, how's he going to yeah. put his glove on if that shot comes out right. the field? And then we did San Fran, and then we did the bunny yeah. Well, it's not really a bunny hop. I think it's another six, it's right? It's six, yeah. Right. It's, it's another, another six flight. over there. Then you got the three-hour time change or two-hour, whatever it is. Sure. But then once you get there, but then when you want to island hop, it's like, hey, you know what? I think we should go to Maui. So then you get on and a little bird, sure. you know, 40 people, you throw your bag over there, and then 20 minutes later, you're on a different you're already like, over there, yeah. It's like the Nantucket of, yeah. of that. I, I mean, I think Maui is the Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard of it's, all of them. It, yeah, it's, and, uh, and I've been. It's, it's, it's fabulous. What my friends tell me that live there is they say, look, the islands are all very similar because they're all from the same you know, mm-hmm. volcanic history. He said, but each one has its own personality, so it's really got something for everyone. That's cool. And, you know, maybe depending on where your mind is yeah. that day. And so Aloha started as parking, but... Hawaii's tourism out there is crazy, so it's hospitality now. So, well, what well, happened was so so we had a great time with um, my friend's company out there. Yep. We were very proud to be part of their success. We we quadrupled the company in five years, and then I sold our awesome. share back to them. Okay, and but I I fell in love with Hawaii in the meantime, and I fell in love with the quality of life that the people have out there, and just how they approach life, and how polite and caring they are. So we were asked to get involved in a project inside Brigham and Women's Hospital to help out with an operation. Very similar, it's, you know, we're, we're a people and logistics company. Yep. So we plugged into something inside. One, my, one of my clients is a really smart guy and designed this solution that, uh, you know, we were able to execute for him. So that was the beginning of our inside hospital business. Okay. And what we did was we named that business the Aloha Solutions Company because we wanted to differentiate from the parking sure. because people yeah. would be a little bit concerned why the valet team's on the 12th floor of the hospital. <laughs> so, so good true. point. And, and we so also true. Wow, learned, I'm in the wrong industry. Yeah. <laughs> we also learned it's a different person. So the folks that love working outside and in mm-hmm. parking operations don't necessarily want to be inside and vice versa, which sure. we learned the hard way. 
Yeah, it's kind of like landscaping. You want to be outdoors. You don't want to be in a Some people, yeah. Yeah. And then there's others. There's a different market for the people that want to really take care of them. So how is that, you know, COVID-related in Hawaii? How's how's COVID out there? Does it exist? Does Uh, it uh, not exist? uh, Very low levels of COVID. Unfortunately, Hawaii is is, uh, just getting absolutely turned upside down because they you know they're i think 80 percent driven by tourists yes right so, especially from california uh, and so, other well from asia asia it's i mean they so you know typically they enjoy if if the dollar's hot they do great from america if the dollar's not then sure yeah. they're just getting smoked right now so 100 yeah. so when we were out there and because i'm not the smartest kid book smart wise when i saw the, like the heavy asian population like that's their vacation land mm-hmm. And then my wife had to tell me, well, it's only, Geography. It's, it, it's only really hard. like a three-hour flight. Yeah. Geography well, you know, class so, was not yeah, one yeah, you yeah, attended yeah, in I high was, school. I was the kid in the back corner staring out the window. Yeah, eating paste with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, Elmer's glue does taste. Yeah. It's like frosting on a cake. So did they get, did your service level folks out there just get crushed in this? Every, I, 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 yes. Yeah. It's, it's really, really sad because they... I've learned so much about Hawaii over the years. I think like the, the hotels typically would enjoy like an 85% occupancy, which is incredible, you know, and, and I can't even imagine what it is now. Yeah. What are you thinking? It's too bad. Gun to 25, 30? Oh, they'd, be, they'd be thrilled with 25. I think, I think they're below 10. I mean, who the hell is going to stay in a right. hotel? No, people, I don't think you can how really. The hell, how right. do you stay motivated? Like to get up every day where you are a concierge. Tough. Or any part of it. It's like your heart breaks for those people, yeah. right? Yeah. Because when you live in a tourist town, and you you heavily rely on it. I think what comes out of this, they're going to be more grateful. Sure. When people start coming back. Although, to your point, I think they the, already were they quite already a bit. Were. It's like Aruba, I think, is... I oh, obviously haven't been to Hawaii, but back. the people down there, they know that you are paying their bills. Every time I would get a towel or anything, they'd be like, how are you doing? How is your stay? I was like, great. Are you going to come back? I was like, absolutely. You know, they're just so mm-hmm. trained to be like, thank you so much for coming and visiting us. And I, I just imagine it's similar out there because they know how heavily relied on tourism they are. So that's that's tough. Um, exactly. So, yeah, go for it, Megan. All right. <laughs> you are on your A We'll dig into a little bit here. Um, so we were talking a little bit of positivities coming out of this, right? There's there's always going to be silver lining. Um, I think COVID or otherwise, some things are also going to be accelerated. The parking industry, the next three to five years. What's your thoughts? And, and again, COVID might be affecting this a little bit, but even outside of that, you know, there's discussions of, you know, people buying cars less, their, you know, card share programs. Do you see, you know, in the downtown Boston, assuming once everything comes back, any changes, any technologies, anything different that'll come out of this for the parking industry? Yes. So car sales have been high, mm-hmm. which is very encouraging. The drive-in percentages, as we touched on, is you know significantly higher than we've ever seen. This was all a very positive surprise for us. Sure. So we didn't see this coming. There's some really cool technology out there that's contactless. So you can, you, uh, parking reservations online have been growing. There's some really great companies that are doing some really smart things that our clients really love that really help the operators and the clients and the customer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's getting, you know, it's getting really smart. Uh, I think that, you know, what our opinion is, is that it's going to be a lot less traditional than the traffic flow from 2019. So I think the people that are working, I think people are dying to get back to the office, to be honest with you. But I think it's going to be a different work week, you know? And so I think that people are going to have 
Like we think there's going to be more midday maneuvering around town than we saw before. Because what we used to see is it was, you know, like like Megan would have a uh, go into Boston, she'd have five meetings, she'd take her car to each meeting. Right. Then with Uber, people were parking at the beginning of the day, Ubering around town, driving home. Yep. <laughs> Uber, <laughs> so Uber is, you know, Uber is a, a scary thing for a lot of people right now. Right. So we think there's going to be a lot of midday uh, cars moving. Sure. Which is really interesting. Think of that. And we think that people are going to, uh, you know, we're going to learn what people are really going to want coming out of this. So we're very flexible, and that's that's the key to how we're going to approach this. Just really, you know, see how people want to move, yeah. how we can help them. Do you think some of those technologies, you're saying contactless, replace some of your labor force? Uh, not necessarily. See, because we're, we're, we're very efficient with labor anyway, because yep. it's such a big expense and, you know, rule number one for our clients is to help them right. with the biggest ROI. Yep. My, I'm a little bit tainted, but it's, you know, this, everything, you know, think about how often your desktop goes down. So in parking, when the gates and the, when we oh, have glitches, right. it's a disaster. So oh. we, ha- we actually, you know, so we need to make sure that we shield our clients yeah. from buying what these guys are selling. Sure. Because we need to make sure that there's always a solution. Because, you know, if all of a sudden there's 35 cars backed up and there's no one there to help them get out. Yeah. There's a problem. It was just a different way. Yes, right. It's it's, it's of assistance. The technology is great when it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to manage that to make sure that we're we're close enough. Yeah. Because you know we get cute. Well, we'll have two or three garages in a neighborhood, and we try to be efficient for all of the clients. Sometimes it's one client that owns two or three. Yep. And you know we want to be efficient, but we you know at the end of the day we can't have service issues. Sure. Because people park where they remember to drive to when they're on the phone coming in. And if we give them a headache, <laughs> right. they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And then they never come back. Mm-hmm. There's so. road rage, and then there's parking lot yeah. rage. Yes. Oh, yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever come out of a lot from after a Celtics or a Bruins yeah, game, yeah, yeah. And, that, and someone jammed the ticket, or the arm's not going up, and you got you know Freddy on the fifth with his horn just yeah. non- I, I mean, it there's, turns into that's, a I mean, shit show. There's that, and then there's Class A office tower entitlement, which I've seen people get out of their car like it's on fire, and like just park it. Yeah. Like, who are you yeah, talking I'm to? I'm late for like, a meeting. I'm late. Said, yeah, yeah, I'm like, late. I'm whose late fault for, is okay, that? So it's yeah. not my fault that you just gave me the bird, right. yeah. and you left your, you know, your Jaguar right here. So now I got to move right. it. Thanks, pal. Yeah. Right. Enjoy your enjoy your board meeting. <laughs> but I will say oh, this though, that drives me insane. I will say this. I I am getting a, a good laugh out of everything you just said. 99% of the time when people have a bad day and something like that happens, they come back the next day, they, they find whoever they were involved with, they apologize. And so what we explain, what we explain to our folks is, because we've been around long enough, like originally we took it personally, we were right. horrified. We realize it's like, look, we see people at their worst, whether they're coming into a hospital with a loved one or if they're in the office and yep. they're late for a meeting that yep. they can't be late for. And, you know, 99% of the time they're wonderful and the next day it actually it's a relationship builder sure which is kind of funny because you know we they come back and we're like hey we get it and you know we let them off the hook graciously and all of a sudden you know they become our biggest fans yeah you know so it's it's funny yeah that's good yeah that would drive me nuts I think like you said you can't I, take it personal it's like our tenants you know everybody's got something going on you just try to help them educate them and then you know the, the, the good ones will come back around And but I just it. love when you get blamed for them being late yeah. oh yeah like that just I, I, it, one of my friends yeah, is, I, one I, of my I, friends can, is, is a lot more advanced than I am and, and what he <laughs> said to me was he said listen we never want to judge anyone on their worst day sure 
That's actually you wouldn't want to be judged on your worst. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone forgets the bottom seventy five percent. Yeah, yeah. But here, here's the deal, Kevin. You know, there's so much stuff going on, and if you, it takes a bigger person to come back the next day and say, you know what, I was wrong. Yeah. And I have actually more respect from that person that just lit me up the night before yeah. when I knew I did everything in my power to make it smooth, but it was. But they came back and, and yeah. ate, ate their shoe. It's a relationship. It's a, it's, and it actually it makes a relationship yep. saying, you know what? That guy's a good person. Or that woman's a nice lady because, you know, to come back and admit fault is is just. And if our head's really in the right place. Yep. They're not coming at us because they're having a great day. No. You know, so like if you stop and think about it for a minute, you know, especially like in the hospital. So the hospital's really taught us how to think. Yep. You see it a lot less than just a, yeah. the regular business environment where, you know, these poor people come into a hospital with a loved one and we tell them that, you know, they, they can't park for some reason. Yeah. It's full, you know, or, and they're like, what are you talking about? I just drove here from yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> Never been to Boston before. You yeah. Know, you're like, not, the, you're yeah, not so, the cause. You're just they're getting bad news too. Yeah. Oh, it's, you're not going into Dana-Farber and getting, no. you, you hope you're coming out with good no. news, pal. They might've just taken work off. They're not getting, right. you're seeing it. You never but, yeah. know. You just it's just misdirected know. anger and you right. just have to not take, so, you know. Don't yeah. take it personal. Thick right. skin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. VPN cares, KWL promising future funds. You know, when we got, you know, when we got your bio, you know, you, you really are involved in a lot of things. And in a 24-hour day, you're squeezing every minute out of that. Talk to us about, you know, the, some of the cool stuff, as you wrote, that you're involved with besides the Aloha Solution and obviously the VPN, if you want to just take a couple of minutes on that. Yeah, so my dad my dad was just this this guy, a Catholic, we're, we're Irish Catholic, and so it was always 10% of the profit goes to charity. So it was really, so the cool part of that is it's like, okay, cool. Where are we going to steer this? You know, and he, from day one, he would allow me to steer things. So I learned a bit about that. One of the things that just blew my mind is I got involved with the, um, with the Boys and Girls Club Boston. I saw that. Knew nothing about it. And I went and toured a clubhouse one time and I saw what they do for these kids on a daily basis and it brought me to tears. These kids, again, I grew up in Coasset. These kids have cooler stuff than we ever had. Like the clubhouses are amazing and these kids get to go there till six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Their parents get to work. It's 25 bucks a wow. year. They get music training from the Berkeley School of Music. Oh, wow. They have computers, you know, donated to them yep. by Apple and the staff at the Boys and Girls Club are just, they're from another, they're just amazing. So when I saw that and saw the good that these folks were doing, it really it really got me excited. So one of the things that my dad and I used to kind of go to blows about was, and I'm going to contradict myself, but my dad used to love to support these bigger organizations where I was always kind of closer to home. And I was always thinking like, hey, right before Obamacare got voted in, our internal goal was to provide 100% health care for all of our folks, completely paid for by us. So we were working towards that and then it just skyrocketed expense-wise so we couldn't sure. we couldn't do that. Cuz what I thought was I was like, "Hey, let's take care of these guys and guests right. that are, you know, that are doing, you know, amazing things for us every day." So, what happened recently was and you know, we've always my dad's always led the way and 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 you know, like people at work could always come in and say, "Hey, uh, this is really cool charity, can we support it?" So, so we did a lot of, you know, really cool things like that that I loved. But what came about recently was uh we decided to create a lot of it was due to the the challenges that, you know, working parents are having with their kids all day. And you know, now they got to buy computers. Right. All and, day. You know, so it, it caught us by surprise and 
you know, we're in a little better position than most of the folks that, you know, are working for us. Right. Totally. Buy no, so, absolutely. So my wife and I were like, well, we got to go and buy three computers. So we started this, you know, the, the, the folks at VPNE uh, came up with this idea to create a scholarship program for our people and their kids. Awesome. So we worked with a couple local, um, like, business assassins from Cohasset, these two women, and they helped design this for us. They have long history with these things. And so people were able to apply real real simple, like, electronic application of what they needed the money for and their kids. And so we were able to distribute um, hundred grand this September to get everyone off to school in the right, you know, in the right spot. So that was something, like, those are the things that being in a private company that we can do, which is great. Sure. That's awesome. Right. You don't have to answer to shareholders or no. other people and run it up. It's like, wait a minute, I started this company. Why am I asking for permission? Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, and it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's wonderful because like everyone feels like, like they're a part of it. And, you know, we, you know, so, you know, it's all the, all the wonderful parts of it. And appreciated employees work 10 times harder. Oh, yeah. if you, you if know, you, if you get a taste of that, yeah, you're going to be, you're, you're you're going to stay. Yeah. That, that promotes yep. longevity. And it's always good when you hear companies that are like, oh, how long have you been, you know, with VPN? Oh, 20 years or 15. If you divided all yours, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's turnover in every sector, every business and all that. But a true testament that you've exceeded, you know, where you're at in a revenue standpoint, but also having 2,000 plus employees. I mean, that's, that's the real deal. Right. I mean, and especially how you're doing it. You also have, you sit on the board also with SOS, um, in Venn parking, mm-hmm. you know the Venn parking obviously is doing things. But talk to me about what what struck me out is because I know you're a, you're a dad of three daughters uh-huh. and all that. But um, you do something that was a female funded company that provides access to health and wellness and on the go through a network of smart vending machines. Talk to me about that a little bit. I'm just I'm just more that's more curious. And, and it's it's such a cool story that I enjoy so much still today. So a friend of mine asked me to take a meeting with these two ladies, and I screwed up the original appointment, not on purpose, but I missed it. And so he's like, hey, dude, you know, do you mind taking this meeting? And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Of course. So I meet with these two young ladies, and they were super sharp, really impressive young ladies. And they told me about their concept. They said, hey, listen, I don't know if you've spent much time in ladies' rooms, but the tampon machines in there are 50 years old and they're these and I said well actually I, I, I don't know why I know but I do know that yeah right right. <laughs> yeah. that's a different story yeah so, yeah it's a Howard Stern on you yeah. know Howard doesn't yeah. come on our show yeah. so right, we could right, plug yeah. him but that'd yeah. be a Howard Stern podcast yeah. yeah so they shared with me their idea they said listen here's the here's the mock-up of what we're gonna do we have this super cool digital Machine that's going to go in ladies' room that's going to that can vend up to like six or eight products, and we want to provide great product for ladies, touchless in the ladies' room. Things that people actually want today that they can pay for on their phone, and it's got this. It's this really incredible design where they have um, the opportunity for clients to have video advertisements on it, and so uh, the company's a couple years old right now, I think. Um, Genius. And these ladies, these ladies are you know off the charts smart. Former bankers. They both just retired. They're all in. They're I mean they're thirty. Wow. And that's great. They're I'd love to be thirty years old yeah. and retired. And what the hell yeah. did I do wrong? At fo- we don't have time for that. Yes. Yeah, well, we, me and Kevin <laughs> caught up earlier and kind of had the similar that's, stuff. That's that is something insane. that you take for granted. Like it yep. sits on a wall. We never use them. We never fill them. And then we try to do other. You know, you see the. 
the better, you know, the bigger towers put them on the counter, and then they get stolen. That's that's smart. I sh- we should probably talk yeah, to them. Well, you you, yeah. you 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 would hit it off with these two ladies, and they, you know, like the things that we've learned is because there's some incredibly smart people on the board with me that I listen to. I don't really chime in that much because. Uh, they don't need much parking advice. <laughs> yeah. well, one of the things that one of the women property managers said to us was that they do an incredible amount. I want to say not, like they, they communicate with 90% of the clients through the screens and the elevators. Yeah. So that would just, again, reaffirm the idea. Yeah. Like if you want to communicate, because the ladies are in the ladies' room mm-hmm. a couple exactly. times a day, right? Exactly. So, it, it's, so it's, it's such a great <laughs> idea. I think this is going to go to the moon. So when I was speaking to them in my office the first day, I was like, listen, uh, I think you guys are going to be billionaires. What do you need me for? But did you invest there? Did, did. the Cohasset Group did. Yeah. dive into that pool? Yes. Because that's where I want to parlay, unless you want to piggyback off the women's No, room, it's just so. that that is, like you said, you you stand in the elevator, you got a captive audience, just so, like in the bathroom. I'm like, watch me. Oh, wait, there's a there's a happy hour today in the building. Yeah, uh, that, you that, know, that, that captivated more than you need Tylenol. It's smart, too. It's just money. The sitting. whole thing's smart. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, right now they're selling, of course, the female products, but they're also selling masks and hand sanitizer. Yeah. So Now so they can go in men's rooms, Children's too, Hospital or, yeah. is doing yeah, a deal with them. <laughs> they just did a deal with State Street. Nice. Because uh, they were State Street bankers. Okay. Um, they have so they're they're doing great. It's it's just a phenomenal company, and these these women are you know they just I get smarter every time I listen to them. Yeah. So what else does the Cohasset Group uh, got their toes in? If you want to share, or do you keep that close to the vest? Uh, well, so the first one I did was the Hawaii deal, which was great, and that was one of the really uh, ingenious moves because I said to my dad, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this? Do you want to get involved in this company in Hawaii?" My dad said, "No, I don't want to do an investment in Hawaii." Said, <laughs> Typical dad. I said, "Then fine, <laughs> I'm going to do it personally." And he said, "Well, fuck you, then I'm going to do it personally." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. invested personally. Yeah. Like, like, why didn't we just do yeah, that? That typ- works. Typical yeah. father-son relationship. Sounds like an Irish, yeah. Yeah. Irish Catholic oh, conversation. Yeah, it's all screaming and yelling over meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. You, you got that one. Now, you're a serial entrepreneur and all that stuff. That Cohasset group, do people, is it almost like a Shark Tank type setup where someone will come to you, pitch the idea, tell you what they're thinking, and then you and your team or whoever's involved in that part of it, will you be like, yeah, or okay, we're, we're in for this, pitch us the idea, what's your entry strategy, exit strategy, you know, one, three, five, all that stuff, who's going to be running it? Far less sophisticated than that. Okay, okay. Yes. so, so, so strip it down because I, I need to see that someone's table sometime soon before yeah. I go to the dirt. But I always wondered how it, those groups start and then how you get involved with um, owning some equity. So my siblings and I are the owners of VPNE. My dad was kind enough to give it to us. Okay. So I, it was actually born out of me not wanting to risk their, like I didn't, so things that would be outside of VPNE. Sure. That I didn't want to some cockamamie idea I had and expose I didn't want to, them I didn't want to, to my a mistake. So okay. it's really just something. So it's really things that I do that I don't think make sense for VPNE to support. So VPNE has been involved in a few things where it like our HR team and our finance team would definitely benefit the ventures we're getting into. Mm-hmm. So those so that makes sense. So this is really just if it's something that my wife and I either want to support from a charity perspective or from an investment perspective. And, you know, it's wonderful if, um, you know, the thing about business that, you know, we all have learned is that once you figure something out, you know it. But if you don't know that, it, right. it's 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 horrifyingly frustrating to try to get from, you know, second base to third base when you don't know how to get there. So 100%. it's, you know, a lot of times, like I enjoy just, just speaking with business owners. You know, if someone has a question, it's like, so it's really, it's it's a vehicle that's available for anything that pops up. It's not something that is necessarily, like there's no formality to it. 
it's really just wherever the spirit moves us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's, you know, like I enjoy learning about other people's businesses. I learned so much getting involved in the parking operation in Hawaii. It was like an MBA class, which, of course, I never went to business school. But sure. it was, I had to rethink everything. And, you know, because we benefit from where we are with our business being, at, you know, 30 years old, mm-hmm. where we figured out a lot of things. And we've got a lot of really smart people. Mm-hmm. So, example, my friend who's the CEO of the company in Hawaii, really smart kid. And he said to me, because he said, Jesus, I can't believe, you know, with the size of VP, it must be so hard to manage that. I said, dude, you have it completely backwards. I said, your company is so much harder to manage. I said, I've got really smart people in right. every position. Bingo. That, you know, I said, it, it frankly is, you know, my job is to not screw it up and let these guys yeah. and gals do what they do. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, he's like, oh, that's really logical. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Business is really logical, but but I didn't know it. Yeah, like, right. I'm still learning. Surround yourself with smart people and get out of their way. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, people say that, but like my dad is one of the very few guys where when he handed over the company, he's like, "See ya." Like you know, he's yeah, like, peace. I'm out of here. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll be in Falmouth. Yeah, don't right. call me. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, done with this rat race. Yeah, yeah. And, and you you know you never hear that that goes well. Um, and he's he's hey, one of the few proven. Yeah, he proved it otherwise. That's good. I want to ask one last question, then we'll let Matt jump into the rapid fire. Rapid question, fire. So. But so piggybacking on that, you, you know, you you're involved in in quite a different you know bunch of organizations, which I think is great. You seem like a serial entrepreneur. Um, what would you say now to you know? people trying to get into business these days what what advice did you get what mentorship or what would you know that you would pass along um to people that are trying to kind of get their toes wet as matt would say in that uh, in business in general you know uh do it <laughs> because you can talk yourself out of anything like thank god that you know my dad and i weren't too smart or we would have never done this like my dad's friends lobbied him to not quit the finance business Oh, they wanted him to stay. They, oh, Safe. there wasn't. Yeah. When I tell you, there wasn't one. My dad, there was not one person that told him it was a good idea. Because frankly, it wasn't a good idea. But when you put your heart and soul into something, mm-hmm. you can make it work. And you know, you you know, if we ever did any research, we would have never done it. So you you just went head first. Oh, my yeah. my dad did. No, you, my no, dad no, gets no, all the no, you, yeah. yeah. Man. He right. just he just jumped in and you listen. He's Irish, so soon, every, as soon as they yeah. told him not to do it, he just got angrier. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the Irish. So, you know, what I what I tell people is I said, look, if you can do something you love, because, like, I truly, like, I, I jump out of bed every day. I love what's going on work-wise with us. We're doing so much fun stuff. Everyone's, like, I enjoy all the people I work with. I'm lucky because I chose them. Right. But Yeah, you handpick your team. You know, you yeah. handpick your I think, BFFs. I think, I, you know, I, we, I think we have a lot. Like, it's a really enjoyable day, and that's by design. Like, life's sure. too short, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. So if people can do what actually interests them, so there's two things. If you can follow your love and you can make money out of it, that's great. But it's also not that hard to make money. Everyone's trying to invent the next app. It's like, look, if you go buy five hot dog stands, you're going to make a lot of money. Right. So I would love don't to overthink invest. it. I would yeah. love to invest in a hot dog stand, but I'd probably eat my well, profits. Yeah. Listen, but it's, you know, there's ways to make money. Might not be sexy, but right. if you want to make money, it's like, hey, what's your goal? Right. You know, if you want to make money, get into an industry where you can make money. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, it's great. I'm telling simple. you. Simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. It blows my mind when we have people come on here and you, you know, you don't have to be the investment baker to make, to make cash. You're, you're, you're a perfect no. example of it. You know, everyone I talk to, like, you know, someone would think that back in the day, owning one Dunkin' Donuts wasn't a smart idea. Yeah, that kid that went next, to college, he owns the, a Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, my buddy that did eight. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got a hundred. Yeah. Oh, and it's a million dollar entry just to get yeah. into the plate. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like, yeah, you don't have to go to the top of the top schools and come out. You do what you love. If you're passionate about it and it's, and it's a good product, you will make money. You can't make yeah. money being afraid. Yeah, Cause right. Because if, you, if you're afraid, then you're not going to make you're not going to make the cash. Well, if you're not in the game, you can't make any money. Right, one hundred percent. So yeah, it's you know yeah. business is business is really fun and really rewarding and really hard. Uh, you know, and thank God we weren't smart enough to think our way out of it. <laughs> Your daughters are they in high school or are they in college? Are they doing this virtual? What's going on in the household at the Larry house? Very lucky. 12, 9, 6, all girls. And they're all at Derby in Hingham, which okay. is one of the most wonderful places I've ever been exposed to. Say five days a week right Five now. days a week. It's incredible. So they did it right. That's a great school. My, My kids are Monday, there. Tuesday. Wednesday's like, you know, first class at 10, like I was telling you. Thursday, Fridays is... Well, listen, this is tough. I, I, I was a public school guy until I got sent to Worcester Academy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> My wife was a public school teacher. So we're big public school fans. Yep. We ended up, you know, we did this because my oldest daughter needed a little extra attention. Yep. Um, no, I get and it. And then, you know, it was just such a wonderful yeah. place. So we're really lucky because it was kind of by chance that they ended up over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone that's there is really happy. You know, in a lot of these schools, you know, Megan's got a great setup in Hanover. She was telling me about it. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a challenging time. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a part of the show that what we do is last five minutes we just rapid fire questions. We throw the we throw the fastball, one word answer, sentence, and all that stuff. So, how about one paragraph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Dave will fire up the Google machine if we have to do a fact check. Uh, by the way, your socks match today, man. I know. I brought my A game today. What can <laughs> I say? Yeah, we all got the same text from Megan. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just letting you know. Favorite cartoon show growing up as a kid? Scooby Doo. Who'd you like out of all of them? Out of that cast? Shaggy. Shaggy? He looked yeah, like fun. Same here, man. Yeah, eating <laughs> a box of Scooby van. snacks yeah. with Scooby. Just yeah, gigging, not yeah, yeah, taking yeah, things yeah, too yeah. seriously. Was it ba- who was the older guy? Was it Barry? I'm younger. I'm much younger than both of The guy of that you, had the so white shirt know. with the orange. And smarter. He, he was too much of a stiff. I think yeah. it was Barry. Was There's a Barry on Scooby-Doo? Yeah, who was the, who was the, who were the castmates? You know, I yeah. wasn't a Scooby-Doo guy. What can I say? See if Barry was the, the the guy that was on a cycle of roids and had that little... Yeah, really too handsome. Yeah, he was too handsome. Got all the girls where Shaggy and yeah. Scooby would yeah. underneath the bleaches yeah. at the football yeah, game. Yeah, they were doing, doing their thing. Yeah, and they were, they probably were into good music. Yeah. They just chilled. Well, they had the ba- band. Barry the Allen. Was working. It was Barry Allen. See, I told you it was Barry. Wow. <laughs> one, right. one nothing, Maddie. All right. Favorite season? Uh, I'd probably fall. Okay. You know, I just love the fall in New England. That turn where all of a sudden summer's done, and yeah. then you could put a sweatshirt it's on. Incredible. You still, still swimming. You know, I agree. golfing the yeah. trees. Absolutely. Favorite holiday? Groundhog Day. Kidding. My friend used to say that all the time growing up, and I was like, "You are so good." There's man. a story yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. There's um, definitely because my brother loves Groundhog Day. Really? Yeah. He, he's a big Punxsutawney Phil uh, guy. He wears the hat. He drink. You know. He, yeah. It, this. He might, yeah, he might yeah, be hanging out. Yeah, he might be hanging out with my actually, friend Chris Your, your friend Conley. might know yeah. my brother Mark. But Christmas, you know, I've, especially now with my with my wife and girls, it's amazing. You That's go awesome. real tree or fake tree? We have so we had four trees in the house. Oh, it must be nice, all fake. We <laughs> well, had a couple decorated outside, and uh, the fake ones. The reason we do it is we'll leave them up for four months. It's so they'll be up through you know till April probably. Do the sure. girls do different ornaments like like we had a friend that had a tree in the in the finished basement where St. Patty's Day it was the St. Patty's Day tree. 
um, you know, summer would have like the seashells or no? No, we, we, we I'm, a, I'm a traditional, Chris, like I like white lights, Thank red you. bulbs. Thank you. And so we keep, but it's, you know, it's, it's cool. It just kind of stays up. It's just, especially now with, with. You need the spirit. You, well, you need the spirit, you know, and I, and I like the, you know, like we leave months, like I wake up yeah. in the morning and they're, you know. I love it. It's it nice. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, good yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. It's, dude, everyone needs some good yeah. vibes, man. Absolutely. Um, ocean or mountains? Ocean. We, we ski, but I, every time I'm up there and my feet are cold, I say, what the f- <laughs> Yeah, I the F-U-C-K. Yeah. Yep. What am I doing See, here? I could have sworn today. Kind of. Um, favorite cereal growing up? Uh, Captain Crunch. Did you drink the milk after? Of course I did. Same here. It's the best part. What was your favorite uh, growing up? Uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, love, that's, No, love that's a good too. one. And the milk turned like nice pink. Oh, it's yeah. like strawberry shade. What, oh, yeah. what about the Cocoa Pebbles? Oh, Ooh, that's good that too. a game yeah. changer. If you like Coke. Uh, no. <laughs> I hated when they, they like. I hated when like Captain Crunch merged like Captain Berry and all that. Oh, listen, Stay traditional. I, I, fruit, fruit berries works for me. Kidding me? Okay. Oh yeah. All right, all right. I didn't like the healthy cereal though. I needed the sugar to get me. So going. we were only allowed growing up. My this, my mother would have great she's nuts. The same, but she's the type. She would convince us that like bananas and milk was dessert. We would eat healthy cereal once every your birthday month. You got to pick the cereal. Mm. So you know, I was January. Brennan was February. So we'd always, you know. We'd be like Brennan, don't you want this? Like we try to yeah, convince so you him. But I get fruity pebbles, and then I'd I'd piggyback that on Brendan. I'm like Brendan, don't you like fruit fruit loops? And, and yeah. so then we'd get okay. a couple of months in a row. But that was the only time we got sugar cereal. Your mother was smart. Yeah. I didn't know there was healthy cereal. Yeah, same in the Gregory household. She would just whatever was thrown in front of us. We yeah. ate sugar the better. We weren't saying, oh my god, it's got red six in it or blue ten. <laughs> no, she just juiced us up. Um, pizza or calzone? Pizza. Topping or just cheese? Oh, topping. So it used to be used to be an onion pizza and a grape soda for me every Friday after hockey. Nice grape soda, huh? Yeah. An onion pizza. You wouldn't mix a protein in that. Oh, you just I have, went strictly but like, onion. But that was my go-to for the longest time. My girls get pizza from the same place I got pizza growing up. Where at Cohasset House of Pizza. Nice. Oh, so you like the Greek style? I uh, yeah, and it's you know it was also it's it's one of those things where it's just it was it was it was so good growing up. Those guys do such a great job. It's I consistent. Believe, I believe the owner sold it to their daughter, who's even now better. Their husband. It's like one of those right. feel good, yep. wonderful nope. things. Love everything about it. Favorite app on your phone? Pandora. I, what do I, you pay I, for the commercials? I do. Uh, I, yeah, I you can't get have, you get rid of the commercials. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I do the commercials and it pisses everyone off. I won't pay the ninety nine cents to go. I'm a Spotify guy now, yeah. but Pandora. I don't mind do you pay the little for Spotify. Yeah, it's like okay. nine ninety nine a month, but I got five hundred songs on there, there and it's basically my catalog. Yeah. Every time I hear a good song, all of a sudden there it goes on to Spotify. Um, that's interesting. So, so what what's your go to station on um, on Pandora? Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead or Fish? Because we're almost the same age. And Fish may have came along right after you left Villanova because it was more my... See, I'm very black and white. I am not a fish guy. I'm a fish head first before a deadhead. Really? I am. I, I actually followed them. And like my roommate had a sweet pickles van, the Volkswagen. We'd sell fatty grilled cheeses with a pH and just get in looking for a miracle. Yeah. All that bullshit. Yeah, I've got that close-minded Irish gene, you know, gene though. So like, yeah. you know, I made my mind up a long time ago for no reason. 
So when you went dead, did you go Birkenstocks? No, no, I was like, I was like in, you know, sneakers and, you know, So you were the yuppie, you you were kind of like the athlete that loved the dead. Yeah, I just liked having a good time with people. Yeah, 1000%. You didn't have the man bun, the patchouli oil, masking the BO. No. But you were the guy that loved- I'd shave before the dead (laughs) Yeah, 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 you bet. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Totally. I agree with that. I hated Is those that your guys. tent? No, that's my cabin yeah. over there. Yeah, no, no. I got the RV that's going to bring us back yeah. to the Reds. Yeah. No, and then we're, we're going to have yeah. room service. Yeah, no, you're not welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, yeah, you smell like low tide. So why don't yeah. you go back right. to your yeah. little puddle I, that I you can be. I in your pocket, but you're right. not hanging with yeah, yeah. That little balloon up there with the 50-foot yeah. string, I yeah. want to introduce myself to that. Uh, so we are. <laughs> yep, totally. Last concert you attended. Grateful Dead. Wow, you haven't been back to any shows? No, D- Dead and Company. So, so um, Dead and Company. Was that when John Mayer joined them? Yeah, yep. And you like John I with never, them? I never did. I always thought he was a sissy. Yeah, um, 100% Connecticut kid. And, you know, because like, I'm not fond of, like, his music he was doing before it, but what I've learned is from a lot of my, my buddies who are, you know, complete dead freaks, uh, it, you know, he's an incredible guitar player. Yep. He's done a fabulous job fitting in, and it's these guys are... You know, listen, I'm, my head's cleaner than it was back when I'd see the Grateful Dead. Sure, and I think their heads are a lot cleaner. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. really oh, yeah. Good. Everyone's it's, in a timeout. They did that, done that. See you later. It's really good music. Like it's, and you know, the technology's, of course, 30 years better. So mm-hmm. in there, it's incredible. It's, it's so much fun going to Sam. What show are you currently binge watching? My wife and I just finished watching a show. Gosh, what's the name of it? Well, give us a character we may be able uh, well, to uh, Cobra Kai is one we're in the middle of. What yeah. season are you on? Three? I think I'm in three. And, oh. you know, Johnny Lawrence is my man. Yeah, sweep love the him. leg, Johnny. Yeah. Love him. Okay. He's a disaster in that, though. I love how. You know he, why I love him. Yeah. I'm, yeah right. oh, yes. Uh, I'm on season one, so don't spoil it. If, Johnny's if, a good, if, if, if Danny LaRusso dies. But Johnny's, <laughs> a, but Johnny's a good cat. You know, like, yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's loyal. He's Johnny's loyal, he's loyal to the and brand. You'll like him more the more you watch. It, it, coming in. So, yeah. Cobra Kai, okay. Did you get into like Shit's Creek or any of those shows? Uh, my wife saw a bunch, but I saw a few. I liked it. Um, but never went really full. No, I didn't go deep on okay. it. Okay. No, we uh, like uh, you know. I love um, I love anything to do with crime or spies or Same things here. like that. Wow, so we got a lot in common. My, I can't see, wait my to wife play and old I sandwich. Have, you know, I end up watching a lot of stuff that my wife votes for because she's got a lot more control of. Because you're a smart man. Yeah. See, th- no, that's good that you do that. My wife doesn't even know how to turn a TV on, so she gets forced with what I want. So, like, I binge watch Last Kingdom, and it's like the Danes and Uhtred, and it it's filthy. But she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, I know. It takes me about an hour to power down. That would be enough to make me learn how to control the TV. Yeah, she was like, I don't even know how to turn the TV (laughs) on. Because this is also coming on on Tuesday. And she's like, I don't even know how to turn the TV on. I'm like, what are you, 1950? It's like, this is my thing. All right. um, Have you ever made a TikTok video with the girls? No. But uh, but we do, you know, like... Uh, we, you know, there's a lot of dance parties at my house. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that I didn't oh. necessarily stays see in the Leary. Yeah, I, I have a daughter. Yes, it, I get it's it. It's the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Like okay. I, and those guys, like they're now, they're now kind of like boxing me out of the things they're doing. Yep. Totally. Same here. I, uh, you know, Dad. Yeah, it's all good. It. Yeah, I <laughs> gotta talk to mom and I gotta talk to mom in private. Okay, what was that? Can I go to Isabel's house? It's like you could have asked me. I would have said yes. I thought it was a girl thing, <laughs> a girl question that I couldn't answer. Favorite Boston sports team, Kev? Oh, Bruins. Favorite Boston athlete, all time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be current or anything like that. Terry O'Reilly. 
Really, Taz? O'Reilly. Wait, you a fighter back in the day out of Cohasset? <laughs> really? I no just kidding. made. Let, they always say, "Watch out for the small guy." That's right. Scrappy. The, uh, I mean, they're quick, they're fast. You can't really get in there and get a jab in. I mean, his attitude was just priceless. Yeah, you know, and that's when hockey was hockey too. I mean, I, like I love the current game; it's it's right. amazing. But back then, I mean, man. well, if you were booing him, he was jumping over oh. the plexiglass to fight the fan. I mean, those guys, like you know, they they literally was, did that. Yeah, like people, you know, and during periods they were smoking reds oh, and doing other right. things. It was, I mean, you, are you kidding me? That's like because I, you know, when I was young. I used to go in there and see games with my dad, and it was you know it was it was back in the old garden. Dude, when you had the Salty Dorchester High Park oh, guys, the they best. own the garden. It was the best. Growing up, Herald of the Globe. Uh, my dad was a Globe guy, so Ooh. when I uh, had the opportunity to buy my own paper, it was the Herald. So I see that you, yeah, I, I get that relationship that you had with your dad. You know, you'd, no, you'd and, say and, red, and I it say was, blue. and it wasn't. No, because, it, yeah, but it was, but it was funny. Like I just, you know, it's just easier to read. That's I was so a, much easier. To I read. was a Herald guy because it was like it was like reading a magazine. Yes, yes. lots of pictures, and it was yep. an eight, and it was an eighth grade read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the metro. I like, I like how all you guys are referencing these two things as if they don't exist anymore. Right. By well, the way, they, well, they well, well, well my next yeah. question. Yeah. My next question, Dave, to yeah. Kevin was, how do you how do you read your news now? Do you go uh, do you do it uh, electronically or do you do paper? I do a bit. So I I, I just kind of made a move. Uh, I I deleted almost everything on my phone a couple weeks ago just because it was I was spending way too much phone on it. New Year's That's resolution? Kind of no, it's funny because I do resolutions every day. Like you know my I am like always just. Like in motion, trying to do something. Oh, I get it. And healthy. Oh, so, I, yeah. I, <laughs> so I was just like, you know, like, because yeah. like I, my, well, my daughter gave me shit. She's like, you know, you're on your phone because like, I'm trying to give them. I'm yeah. Like, hey guys, let's they go watch, outside. Right. Yeah, but then I household. find like, you know, I'm the one that's, you know, looking at my phone. I'm like, what am I doing? Yep. So I like, deleted here. tons of stuff. So like I'll glance at news, um, like CNBC app on my phone. Okay. And. You know, and I'll like I'll hit like the TV will have news on it, but you know a lot of it's just nonsense. So it's garbage. Um, yeah, you got, and it's just it's toxic. So um, I'm you know like I yesterday like I've had a couple great days at home in a row where like I didn't sit on the couch. I get home and I was just kind of like bombing around with the family doing stuff. Okay, and it was tremendous. Like so, I'm always like experimenting. No, I like know? that. No, and uh, I love that. You know, so like that—that that was great. And I feel yeah. great, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not sitting on the couch. It's like I'll sit on the couch. I'm old, so like all of a sudden I'll tighten up. I'm like, you know, yeah, it hurts. Couch, Keep after, active. And yeah. I feel shitty. I'm like, I, you know, this isn't working. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Favorite late night snack. I mean, you're fit. I get it. But if you had to go open up the cupboards, well, my my go to my my heroin is salt and vinegar potato chips. Ooh. Bingo. So, yep. you know, like... I agree. Until your tongue falls off? There's not enough of those. <laughs> yeah, so every, it's like sitting on the john too long. When your feet go numb, your tongue goes numb. <laughs> there's not Just enough we, of those in the world. we talked about the women's bathroom. Yeah. The, there's Kevin. not enough of those. Yeah. Like it's, What's your brand? Yeah, thank, uh, right, thank you. Right now, it's Lay's. The thing that pisses me off about the chips is you think you're getting a full bag and half of it's air. I would love to own a chip factory where when you open that bag, it's right to the rim. Yeah, but you know what? Why the hell is that? I'll tell you what, though. That hasn't stopped me from buying them. And, and I, you know, look, we we have six of them on deck at all times. So that that problem doesn't seem to creep into my will mind. You, yeah. Will you put the salt and vinegars into a sandwich as a stuffer? Oh, I have. But I currently just, I currently just mainline them. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. This is bizarre. Do you ever cut the bag when it gets down? To get more out of it, yeah, I don't need to. I just, I mean, straight no, up. Because you know you how go, you don't want to go straight up. Down, all right, yeah. all right. Do you cut the bag? So I've that's cut OCD. The bag. No, like when it's down to the bottom, and you just want to like 
hold the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. You cut the bag. And I'm it's also just like a little pouch. I'll do. A, I'll just dump the whole thing day like second one into a bowl. Okay, that's so, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's easier access. Yeah. You know. Salt and vinegar, huh? Yeah. Will you stray over to the dark side of Doritos? And, oh, I've, I've been a huge with those fan. Guys? I've been, I've okay. been, but not not recently, really. But like growing up, we used to ride our bikes to this store. Yep. And it was, you know, it was sodas and yeah. chips, and it was like all day. So we used to. That's when kids do, were outside playing and could, yeah. didn't have to ask permission to go on the bike. Yeah. Their parents said go and don't come back until the street lights yeah. are on. Yeah. It was. It was. You know that. That's and that was so great. So I, you know, like I. I you know I've I've spent so much time in a bag of Doritos mm-hmm. you know like so I know it well. <laughs> yep. No, I'm I'm the same way. I actually until we had David Cohen on last week, uh, two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I thought about if I ever owned a sub shop, which you know he, he told us never go into a restaurant because <laughs> the margins aren't there. Is I would do sandwiches and then you could stuff in the middle like okay you're getting the tuna sub okay you want to go salt and vinegars or you're getting a PB and J all right you want to go Doritos like it, it's almost like pick your bread you put, pick your protein you put Doritos and, pick, and a peanut butter and jelly all day twice on Saturday <laughs> never day. had that one Cool Ranch interesting if I'm making a sandwich and there's a bag of chips it's going in it's going in because mm. you like to blend the flavors or it's quicker to eat. Instead of doing a sandwich and then the, yeah. I don't know if it was me because my my brothers growing up would steal my chips, so, so I had to, I had to hide them, right, and make sure that I had them. Right. But I've always been eat chi- I've always been eat chip or French fries first, and then dive into the sandwich. But then I as I, you know the journey takes you. Then I started adding it into the sandwich. Okay. Like when I eat an egg McMuffin from McDonald's, I throw the hash brown right in. Interesting. That's brilliant. You're Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun at Old Sandwich that, this oh, summer yeah. catching up. Oh, you should. Oh, I can't you, wait. You're going to enjoy the food more than you're going to enjoy the golf course. Do you, do, you, do you go for the green or do you lay up? Well, I mean, the question is, what am I actually trying to do? Because what happens is a whole I love playing. Thing. Yeah, I love playing with guys. I mean, What's the handicap at right now? 14. Okay, you got me by six. It's hard. It's it's. I make it harder. I promise I, you that. <laughs> Yeah, I do the same thing. I make it harder than it has to right. be. Yeah. I don't, I make it could be it, an easy game. Yeah. <laughs> this could be, it's just me and the ball. It's like, yeah. hey. I like it. I it's not like you're going up against a 400-pound lineman. No. It's you picking out the right stick yeah. and hopefully that your head's down. Thanks, Dad. Head down, yeah. shoulder in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, Captain Obvious. Hitting yeah. shots that defy logic, like de- defy physics. It's just, what, I, yeah. it's unbelievable. And I, and I love it and I think about it all the time. Two more questions. If you had one person you'd love to have 15-minute conversation with, dead or alive, whether it's pick his brain, just ask him questions, you got 15 minutes in a room, dead or alive. Uh, well, if I had 15 minutes, I'd like to see Jimi Hendrix play. That's what I'd like. I like it. All right. That Wow. There's like no one, there's no one I'm really interested in talking to, but like because, so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I heard a story uh, that I think Paul McCartney told that when they were young kids, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, and Eric Clapton all went to this pub to see Jimi Hendrix play, and so they actually wanted they were, to see him. Yes, wow. And uh, and you know, I, in, I when I heard that story, I was like, you know, if I could be in any place in history, I would love to have been in that club that night. So here's the deal: there's a, you know, there's a lot of rumors and all that. Was it because there wasn't a lot of left-handed guitars out there, or was it because he was so poor, he had to use a right, play it left, take the D chord, I think, and then put that one up 
Is that any truth to like with him playing the guitar backwards and having to switch the um, the strings over so he could play it like a righty but doing it lefty? Was it because of poverty or is it because there wasn't a lot of guitars out there? I so I know a little bit about a lot. Yeah. So I do not know the answer to that. Okay. However, I just didn't know because I, you, I think I think it was the guitar he had is what I the way I understand the guitar it. he like, had like, and then that's he had so yeah that's what he had so he played yeah. it and he could only play it lefty. And he was just, you know, he was like, that didn't seem to phase him. The way he looked at things, like, that wasn't an issue. Sure. He could still play it. Like, you know, he used to play rhythm and lead at the same time on the same guitar. With a tab of acid in his forehead with the headband on. You know. Banana Land. Oh, just. Different world. And all those musicians, if you look at it, like Janis Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison, uh, Jimi Hendrix, they all died at like 24. 27, all of them. Oh, 27. Yep. Okay. Which you is, yeah. need to fire up the Google I think machine. I think Farley, Chris Farley. Chris like it's Farley, amazing yeah. the people that go. And it kind of makes sense. Because, yeah, you know, right. you, have, you have early success. You go incredibly hard. Oh, you go zero to 60 quick and everyone's yeah. got a suitcase full and, of And 80, you die. Yeah. And then you, know, you die. It's like, you know. And then you die. It makes sense. But you fit. X amount of, you know, you probably fit 70 years of your life oh, in those 27. Just, you know, you know, they, you know, 27, I'm about in one, they did more probably in yeah. six months than some people do in 40 years. Right, yeah. The yeah. people catering them, to getting on planes and all that. Last question, how do you define success? Happiness. Awesome. Yeah. And, and ended on that. Yep, no, that, that no. <laughs> that's a good that's, one. That's a great one. Well, because people, people, well, and there's a little story, too, that I always think of. One of my one of my great friends, Alex Winston, um, whose family's from Boston, they own the flower store. Oh, yeah. Store. Oh, Winston Flowers. Yep. He's, okay. He's, he's a really special guy. Wise beyond his years. We've been pals since we were like 15. And we were walking across the common, at Boston Common, and I, I pointed to a penthouse on Beacon Street. And I said something like, you know, when I get, when I, when I'm, when I make it big and I own that place and I'm going to be, you know, like that's going to be it or something. And I said something kind of stupid and he turned to me and he said, Kevin, I know the woman that lives there. She's a miserable bitch. <laughs> Genius. And, and I'll never is. forget yep. it. I'm just like, that's great. There it is. So I guess yeah. I don't have to live there, but nope. maybe the next one, if he's happy, I'll right. go over there. So, you know, so that just, that's, that's what point. it took for me that's, to kind of be like, yeah, you know, and so. Yeah, I look at it like like I I work with people that have you know that are that are working two or three jobs that have a bunch of kids and that have so much fun and just have great days and like and I'm just I'm so inspired by them and I'm yeah. just like you know there's so many people that just don't that that and I've certainly been there too where I've had my head up my ass and I just mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not appreciating what's going on and it's unbelievable. Sure. The last year taught us anything. Yeah, it's it's simplify. Yeah, you know. well, you hope it sticks longer because, yeah. you know, you don't want this just to be a, a, a rearview mirror. You hope that people do slow down a little bit. But, yeah. it, it, you know, people will choose what they want. Sure. And if they want to adapt to the slowing down, be happier and all that, I, I welcome yeah. it. But Nothing changes if nothing changes. That's right. That's right. Kevin, Absolutely. this was great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, true testament to you, Megan. Kevin, you carved out some time for us today. Can't thank you enough. It, this was a lot of fun. I mean... Everything that you're involved with is is just shows people if you prioritize and you have the drive, you can squeeze a lot in in a 24 hour day. Especially if you're going from Boston to Hawaii and you know doing other things with the Cohasic group and all that. But I can't thank you enough for giving us an hour of your time. I met a new friend, a golf buddy, <laughs> Megan. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> and uh, you know we are going to. So here's the deal. So I I told Megan this. We're going to do a nine and dine. Okay, this summer, I belong to Indian Pond Country Club. 
So what I what I told her to do is Indian Pond. Yeah, Indian Pond. Hold on. Do you know Scotty Hughes? My my roommate from Worcester Academy, who's the most fabulous person in the world. He and his wife Lori are members there. They play together, I think, almost exclusively. So they're always together. I okay. always see a couple out there. And he's he's a lot taller than her, and they're both they have more fun than anyone on the planet. I've seen them. Yep, I've seen them, but I don't know them. They're but the I always best. see the husband wife height height differential and all that stuff. But they just go out there and they're, play. They've been they've been there for years. They're they're in. Do they live in Indian yep. Pond? Uh, they don't live in Indian Pond. They're right down the street, and they are the like. He is honestly, he's my inspiration. He's the happiest. Like most fun-loving, funniest bastard I've, uh, and he's so smart. He's just such a great dude. If I didn't have him as my roommate at Worcester Academy, I probably would have hung it up. I mean, it was so brutal there, and he was so funny. Okay, uh, you okay. have to find him. I, I will find him, and I'll let him know that we're new BFFs. And no, but so when we're going, we're going to do a nine-hole little tournament. You know, just go out there, play nine holes, have some fun. But then we were joking about you know giving out awards to guests like least prepared, funniest thought you were going to be funny what we found out about you that was sent over to us by the person in your office it was so airtight and this is why you get shit done because you are so organized and you put the right players in place but you know most well-prepared guests that we've had to date in seven episodes (laughs) so kevin thank you Happy 2021 to you, man. And let's just get the hell out of here so then I can see this pot from your nose to your chin down because I may not recognize you when we lose the mask. We're like, oh, it's Kevin, Larry. I I didn't recognize you without your mask on. For the record, tip my wife, I'm wearing my mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me back in the house tonight. Yeah, this is Larry. He did wear his mask. He's been six feet apart and uh, and he's had his hand sandy out so he can go rob a bank now because his fingerprints are gone. This was such a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. So, Megan, Episode seven is in the books. We're at episode eight. It is. Who do we have next week? We got Iron uh, Ironside Group. That's the, right. Um, the insurance person, Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent. Awesome. Met him through LinkedIn, which is huge. If you use LinkedIn the right way, yeah, you you can do it. And the one thing I, I like about Ryan, and which was really cool, was when I connected with him. You know, obviously, me being a public adjuster, him being on the insurance side, it's kind of a you sure, know, we can be friends. Could be a rub, yeah. You, 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 you kind of butt heads a little bit, but when I when I set up the call with him, and I told him, I go, look at Ryan. I want to help you build your book of business, give you brand awareness, because it looks like you've just been doing this about a year and a half. You know, there's no motive. It's not like I'm going to come in here and say, now you got to do me a favor. One thing I loved about this kid was he was like, just tell me about it, let me marinate in it, and then I'll let you know. And then once I told him about it, he was like. I, I see nothing but added Val here. Sure. And in, in, in such a short period of time, you know, you, you saw him, he's loosened up a little bit, you know, on the emails laughing and you busted my chops and all that stuff. But I'm really excited to see, you know, is have Ryan come on, talk about the insurance world, how he had, you know, to leave Liberty Mutual, go out on his own and the personal lines and all that. So I'm looking forward to that one next week. Yeah. So we'll have fun. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Bye.